Welcome to the Spook House Podcast. Welcome. I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And we are here to talk about horror movies and kick off Girlfriend Month. Girlfriend, significant other. That's now right. Now I'm, in fact, engaged. That's right. I have a girlfriend, but we're going to call it Girlfriends it's, Month. It's just, it rolls off the tongue there. Just a little easier. Yeah. You know what they say, behind every good horror movie podcaster is an even better woman. Okay. <laughs> and we're here to celebrate those exactly. women this month. Yeah. So we let them take the reins of picking the movies, and thankfully they have good taste. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to kick it off with The Autopsy of Jane Doe. I don't say it's an overlooked movie here recently, but I don't see many no. people talking about it as much <clears throat> as I did some of the other horror movies that have come out more recently. Yeah, it's And it's a, it's a fun one. It's a movie you should go into as blind as possible, really, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, and I really But hold those it. thoughts, Jason. We're going to dissect that oh okay i see what you did there (laughs) (laughs) so let's see it's been been a little while since i've seen you it has so what have you been up to besides uh you know making that money making that cheddar as i used to say back in the day making that cheddar making that cheddar watch anything worth a shit yeah i started watching the boys on amazon prime okay everybody's like kind of going crazy over that it's kind of oh it's intentionally like a takedown of superhero culture okay so the, the the thing is that there's these superheroes but they're like bad people for the most part like uh narcissistic assholes mm-hmm. and they're doing everything to look good and there's these group of people that are trying to take them down because one of them killed their girlfriend by accident kind of reminds me of mystery men maybe a little a bit a little bit yeah, remember I, consider, uh, yeah. Uh, I am the waffler <laughs> golden crispy that guy's a mystery <laughs> What was that one guy's name? Uh, Captain Amazing. Uh-huh. I think he was kind of like that. Oh, that's right. They did. He was like just in it for the sponsorships. And yeah, stuff. and they, there's like a whole PR firm behind these these people on the show. Okay. So yeah, it's it's people that are kind of like great movie, Mystery Men, 1998. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie ben forever. Stiller. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. It is. So yeah, that's kind of what that's about. And I haven't finished it yet, but it's it's so far been a pretty interesting. It's got Carl okay. Urban's in it. Simon Pegg has a brief cameo. Is it in like it. really bloody? Oh, yeah, it's very... Okay, so Slipknot released a new video, uh-huh. and scenes from this show are intercut throughout the video. No, is there have a, no, I haven't noticed. Is there maybe a song that's in the boys? They have a new album coming out? Yeah, like next week. I'm fucking stoked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, what else have you watched? I uh, watched Nothing But Trouble at the Hell strong recommendation yeah. of my co-host, Phil, here. Fuck yeah. What do you think? If I had been, like, when it was it came out and I had been a kid, well, like, when I watched it, I would have mm-hmm. loved it. But being, like, a 31-year-old guy who never saw it, I didn't really know about it until recently. Okay. I didn't love it. I thought it was fun. I liked the practical effects and the set design and everything. Yeah, the set design is amazing yeah. because they gave 
Dan Aykroyd like forty million dollars to make this movie. Yeah, and it made like I think two million. It, or it flopped I mean, it, hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Chevy Chase said the only reason he did it was because Dan Aykroyd was a friend and he didn't want to like. Well, uh, apparently, shocker. Chevy Chase act like a huge fucking asshole on he, the set, and he like laid into Dan Aykroyd at one point, who apparently is like the nicest guy ever. Well, he's and Canadian, all the cast, so, like, <laughs> like all the cast loved Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, so they were like everybody was really pissed off at Chevy Chase, Which and is, you could tell like towards the end of the movie, or there's a lot of scenes where it looks like he's just kind of phoning it in. This is pretty much the entire career of, except for maybe the vacation movies. Yeah. You know? You know, he turned down... It's uh, a shame he's such an asshole because right. I really love a lot of his movies. Yeah. I mean, this movie had Demi Moore, Chevy Chase, John Candy, Dan Aykroyd. This was a big movie. It, yeah. By all accounts, it should have done Tupac really well. Tupac Shakur. Yeah, Tupac makes an appearance. <laughs> Back when he was it, a digital underground. It's a very bizarre movie. It's almost like Texas Chainsaw Massacre-ish. Yeah, they made like Texas Chainsaw Massacre a comedy. I feel like this would be kind of similar... Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it by any means, but I just watched it. I was like, I can see how this flops. I can see where there's $40 million on here. Like the two, mm. like the twins or whatever. Yeah. I like those characters one a lot. One played by Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, one of them was Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. I always like seeing John Candy. I was like, oh, we miss you. Yeah, you know? we do. It was interesting. And I, I feel like I've, there's a piece of something that I've been missing out. Not on because everybody, I mean, I'd text everybody. I was like, have y'all seen this movie? I was like, yeah, I fucking love this movie. How have you never heard of this thing? Oh, nothing but troll. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, I'm I mean, glad that my buddy Trey and Tom, who I host the Trauma Podcast with, he was like, "How have you never watched this movie? This movie is great." Good to see that movie getting some love. Yeah, it's one yeah. of my favorites. You know, speaking of like movies that you would have enjoyed more when you were a kid. Yeah. I feel the same way about Monster Squad. I would have loved that movie. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. If I had seen that when I was like eight years old, holy shit! Yeah. It would have like blown me away. And I watched it when I was. Maybe like five years ago. Uh-huh. And it was still a good movie. You would have just no, you would have just. Oh, loved but the it. whole time I was watching, I was like, damn, I wish I'd seen this when I was like eight years old. <laughs> yeah. So I feel a little cheated there. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So there's that. And then I also watched, I finally got around to watching Black Klansman. I'd never seen it. Oh. Isn't Topher Grace? Yeah, he, he plays from David that Duke. Show? He plays That's David right. Duke in that movie. Yeah, room. I listened to a podcast with him talking about that. And he was like, and he almost played like Eric Foreman again, but he was like a massive racist too. <laughs> nice. Also, if you didn't know, David Duke is quite the huge asshole. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, no who way. The, what is he? Like the leader of the- He wasn't, at the time, I think he was the Grand Dragon of the KKK. Ooh. What the a role. The Grand Dragon. Wow. What? what an achievement in life. Yeah. <laughs> But it was a it was an interesting movie. I don't know. I hadn't Isn't seen that Green a Book. Spike Lee joint. It was a Spike Lee joint. Oh, okay. It got best screenplay at the Oscars, mm. and it did not win best picture. That went to Green Book, which a lot of people were very upset about. Oh yeah, I heard because I thought Green Book was kind of racist. I've never seen it. I haven't seen comment. Green Book either. But I know that was the the big controversy at this year's Oscars. Yeah. So anything else? Any no. horror? Any horror? See, I was kind of I made a. Uh, concerted effort to like not watch horror this week. I feel like all I've been watching was like, I was like, let's give horror movies a break this week. And but your fiance is excited. <laughs> yeah. like, thank God. Well, usually when I watch the horror movies when she's at work, because she works kind of, she doesn't work a regular schedule. Gotcha. She's, so I try to avoid watching like a... Yeah, since starting this podcast, I've watched more horror movies than even I want to. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, let's make, I started watching... Lady Bird, did you remember that movie that came out not too long ago? With uh, Saoirse never Ronan. Watched never watched I started watched watching it. that, but I got caught up in something. You know, it was it was yeah. good when I watched it, but 
was like I said, I met a guy, I was like, no, you can't watch Puppet Master 5 this week, Jonathan. You've got to watch something good for you. Phil, you can't rewatch Halloween 4. He's like, no. just, just forget it. Yeah. So I've been like burning through the new season of Queer Eye on Netflix. Oh, how was that? It's amazing. Really? Have you ever watched it? I, well, I remember when it was on Bravo back in the day and seen it. Oh, well, you need Netflix. to watch the new. It's like a whole new. Is it new, the same folks or new cast? No, no. Whole new cast. and Yeah. It's great, man. Third season. I've watched every episode like the first and second season. Oh, nice. Great show. Nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been watching this week other than Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? It's just, or is it just called Queer Eye now? It's just called Queer Eye. Get it right, Jason. So is it the exact same kind of thing? They go to like a straight guy or what's yeah, it? Yeah, well, they, well, no, they go to, it's just whoever. It's not just a like straight men, like, you know, gay, straight, I gotcha. whatever. Just uh-huh. somebody that needs a little help. Like, you know, they just kind of spruce up their lives a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's a great show. Check it out. Okay. Does I your will. fiance watch it? I'm sure she would. And if she likes Girls RuPaul, love this she shit. watches. I know she likes RuPaul's Drag Race a lot. So okay, I, I never got into that. I, well, I don't like competition. <laughs> I've shows never at all watched anyway. it. Yeah, I don't like competition shows. So other than Queer Eye, what else have you been watching this week? I finally got around to watching Summer of '84. Have you watched that yet? I, I enjoyed that. I, yeah, I watched it's on, it on Shutter. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was just pretty good. Yeah, I mean. I see that kind of Stranger Things did a little bit. No, there's no like fantasy stuff going on all the time because it's just the rear window. Yeah, I felt like it sort of dragged a bit at times. Yeah. And the ending was, what did you think of the ending? Oh, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it. Spoiler alert. So when so yeah, fast forward through the next couple minutes, I guess, just so if you don't want if you don't want to get this movie spoiled for you or anything. Well, we don't really have to even go into spoilers. We can just say like I mean, were you satisfied with the ending? Like, it kind of... You know, not exactly, but that was kind of the point, so I was okay with it. I felt like that mm-hmm. was sort of... Because, you know, every movie you expect, like, okay, the bad guy's getting taken down. Yeah, but, like, when the cops, like, caught on to the bad guy and they showed him the tape... Yeah. It, that all felt super rushed. I actually thought it was a dream sequence for oh, a second. Oh, really? I was like, oh, okay, this kid's going to wake up in a second, and... It it kind of felt like that. Yeah. Like, it, it just kind of felt a little rushed there at the end. I don't okay, know. Okay, yeah. I can it, see that. It was, I'd give it like a six to seven. Yeah. So it's, I'm, it's I'm good. Right yeah, I, it's fun. I would recommend watching it. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of summer 84, and yeah. it's obviously kind of Stranger Things-ish. Yes. I finished a season three of Stranger Things. You did? I did, yeah. Now, what did you think of this season? I thought it was fine. I thought it was better than season two. I don't. Really? Yeah, man. Really? Uh, there were some really great moments in this season. There was a lot of stuff I liked. Yeah. But there was a lot of stuff that just felt like it was just, I don't know what to do with these characters. I guess just, you know, have them hang out here and talk about nothing for five minutes, and then we'll see what fucking happens. I don't know. Okay. Like, well, hey, here's a whole episode of them, like, going to look for the Russians. I don't know. <laughs> and Sheriff Hopper and Winona Ryder stranded in the woods for half the episode. I don't know. <laughs> so I kind of like how they had the kids a little separated this season. There's some, some, yeah. gro- some, some growth with the kids growing up. Well, you had the, the ice cream crew. They were looking for the Russians. Hopper and yeah. Winona Ryder, they were They looking. had a Russian. Yeah. So, and the whole Russian plot in general is like, who was the 80s? And they though? have a base underneath the mall. Yeah, who was the 80s? I don't know, man. 
I, I was more upset with the blatant um the ads throughout the movie. Uh, what are you drinking? Oh, this this is new Coke. Well, that new was a Coke. Joke. That was, what? That was a such an ad. Well, they they literally talked about new Coke while the kid held up the label perfectly out. Oh, this crisp drink. This is new Coke. It was like I just said, gross. <laughs> Stop it. And then Hopper is talking about like, hey, did you know Burger King has slushies? No. No. It was just so blatant. It it just I felt gross. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you only get two more seasons of it, so. Yeah. I mean, there were some really good moments to it. Yeah. That, not to like completely shit on it, but yeah. and the whole like never ending story part when like, I actually sing- bust out laughing at that point. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. At that point, I was like, I just started like rubbing my temples, going, "What the fuck is this?" Now, do you think she looked like Phoebe Cates? I no, I don't know. Yeah, I can already tell you're just like I'm so. I was just, <laughs> just talking about. This yeah, I'm, I'm 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 over it. <laughs> but it had it was my least favorite season. It had some good moments. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people were hyped about it. See, the thing is, they're never going to beat season one. Never. And it came out, and, no. it, and it came out of nowhere. Season one was really special. I don't man. even think Netflix had any faith in it when they put it out. And I, they're never going to catch lightning in a bottle like that again. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, they, and I think uh, originally they didn't really intend for it to be. I think that they wanted it to be more of an anthology kind of thing if they continued on with it. I felt like that would have been a little better. Yeah, but I, I, the outcry for everybody loved those kids so much. They yeah, wanted more of that yeah. kind of thing. So they decided, like, okay, we can make more of the story here. They were going to milk the shit out of it. Well, they said five seasons. They got those corporate go. sponsors now. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, Coke. Oh, yeah. Hey, how much ad time do you want? Oh, yeah. Give us that money. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll write an unnecessary scene about this kid drinking Coke for three minutes. But it was New sure. Coke. And New Coke was a bomb. Yeah, and they talk about it for three minutes. It's uh, which is funny because everybody yeah, that was Nuka. not funny at all. Okay, all right, moving on. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Other than Stranger Things and Queer Eye, what else did you watch? How I think HGTV? that's about it. Did you watch any HGTV? <laughs> nope, just still a lot of live. Did you PD. watch Tinier Houses? Tiny is Tinier Houses. Tiny House Hunters. Thank uh-huh. you very much. They took it off Hulu. Those fucking bastards. Really? Yes. Like, we sat down one morning, like, all right, gonna watch your tiny house shows. And we're like, what the hell? The fuck is your problem, Hulu? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me a warning or something. No more subscription for you. Yeah, but that's about all I watched this week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jason. So, uh, what's up with that horror news? Anything that we missed this week? Nightmare on Elm Street 1 through 6 has all been added to Shudder. What? So, if you have Shudder good for you exactly if not what are you waiting for pay the five bucks that's right you know and you get nightmare on elm street five freddy's dead i mean right there pays it for yourself that pays for itself i mean gosh nightmare on elm street two (laughs) a lot of people really love that movie it's really turned around and it really is the the meanest freddy ever was in the series other than new nightmare i guess yeah and his makeup looks better than some of the other in, in that movie. Two? I feel like it does. It looks like just a melted candle in that one. It's just like... It, have you seen the makeup on Freddy's Dead or yes, Part 5? Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. He looked fine in Part 3. Anyway. It, it, uh, anyway. It, <laughs> this isn't a Freddy's makeup podcast. That's we'll, right. We'll get, we'll get the Nightmare Down Street movie at some be. point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could. Little dorks like us. <laughs> hey, Rick. Freddy's... 
best makeups one through five go uh, uh three three is the <laughs> winner right, no. okay but only when he comes out of the television all the rest of the makeup is shit that's right <laughs> actually actually yeah so nightmare on elm street the whole series is on shutter which is pretty great wait freddy versus jason's not up there I'm no and a new nightmare is not on there either yeah really I wonder why new nightmare is it one through six yeah and freddy's dead is yep. number six so i yeah, guess new nightmare is not on there i don't know maybe it's I don't know. That's weird. And Brady's versus Jason isn't on there either. Yeah. Which I've no, been kind of needing to watch that again. Just cause I don't think what, Freddy versus it. Jason? Yeah, I don't think I've seen it since like 2007 or so. It ages like A frosted cheese. tips. <laughs> 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 yeah, like frosted tips and hookah shell necklaces. Oh, That's gosh. how good it ages. Rainbow sandals. Well, I don't know. Well, Okay, Freddy versus Jason, it's stupid. Yeah. It's over the top and oh, yeah. in your face and mm-hmm. it's total fan service. So I mean, don't watch it and be like, oh wow, I wanna have my mind blown here, but it's it's entertaining at the very least. Well, that's all you can ask for sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Hey, we almost got arrested for it. <laughs> we talked about it last episode. <laughs> That's right. I got a text message from Ian when she listened to that part. I was like, you almost got arrested seeing Freddy versus Jason? <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> hey, I'm what like, are you in for? Murder. What about you? <sighs> Have you seen Freddy versus Jason? <laughs> <laughs> you mean you killing people in their dreams and shit? No, I tried to sneak in to see it <laughs> illegally. Yeah. With the movie I had purchased. Teach you punks a lesson. Get over here. <laughs> if you have Shudder, give uh, Night Rain Street 1 through 6 a watch. Even the worst ones are interesting to watch anyway. Yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, what else, Jason? Nick Castle is coming back to Halloween. Okay, we touched on this on the last episode, but I kind of went off on a tangent. Yeah. I think I started talking about Halloween 6 and I blacked out. <laughs> we just got to leave. We can't even say that. <laughs> We don't submit that in this house. <laughs> so, well, it's reported that Nick Castle is returning as Michael Myers. And for those of you that don't know, Nick Castle played Michael Myers in the original Halloween. Now, in Halloween 2018, it was reported Nick Castle's returning. You know, John Carpenter, Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. Nick Castle. Holy shit. But Nick Castle only played literally a second of like on-screen time. What part was was he? When Laurie sees him upstairs and she sees his reflection and she shoots the window. Uh-huh. That's him. That's, that's the only it. time. That's so it. It was, who was the James Jude Courtney? James Jude James Jude Courtney. All the other stuff? Yes. Hmm. And now they're trying to pull that shit again and be like Nick Castle's returning. And it's like, "Hey, can you stop disrespecting James Jude Courtney who did a fucking amazing job?" <laughs> Might be. I'm going to say it. My favorite portrayal portrayal of Michael Myers in the series. You think? He did really good, man. He brought like a different kind of, I don't know. I can't even like describe why. Okay. Like the way he moved and like some of his movements were just, I don't know. I really. You really liked it? Really see, liked I've it. I've only seen this movie once. I only saw it in theaters. I liked it. I really liked it. But I keep meaning to watch it. And I was like, well, if we're going to do a podcast, you know I'm going to hold I've only back watched a it bit. like three times. Can you believe that? Oh, I'm very surprised. <laughs> surprised Doing not. better. Exactly. I keep, every time I keep watching it, I'm like, well, maybe. I'll walk into your apartment. I'll see it just like on all the televisions everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I need to give it a rewatch. Yeah. Well, we will soon. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. After this month, we're 
digging into the Halloween series. So, so get ready. Jump aboard. Or Shit's going to get weird. <laughs> well, I'm pretty stoked. Also, they announced It, Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. The runtime for this one, two hours, 45 minutes. Wow. That's a long time. So this is, I guess, officially going to be longer than the miniseries was, right? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. That's a lot of time for Spooky Clown. Also, this oh, will be the no. first. There are. This will be the first movie. I just read this that has to de-age the kids a little bit. What? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I mean, have you seen Finn Wolfhard this season? The dude looks like he's twenty now, <laughs> and he's in a rock and roll band. Isn't that? Isn't Finn Wolfhard? He's going to be in like another Stephen King movie. That's Which coming one? Out. I don't. Probably. I forgot. But yeah, he's going to be in a, yet another Stephen King. Well, if the money's good, and hey, yeah, <laughs> he's a child actor. I, I guess he's every, a child actor. They don't typically have the the longest career, I save guess, like Natalie Portman. Well, I think he'll have some longevity in his career. He, I don't think all the kids in Stranger Things will, but I think he probably will. in Eleven. Uh, yeah, she seems Millie to be Bobby having Brown. some. Yeah, yeah, she's already done Godzilla. So, so anyways, it. What is it all about, Jason? So it's two hours and 45 minutes. It's going to be a long one. Yeah, that's a lot of exposition and a lot of scary clown <laughs> pop-out moments. Woo, I, I, en- I enjoyed the first It, chapter one. Do you sense that I wasn't crazy about it? Oh, I know. <laughs> you told me several times that you thought it was kind of <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Well, no, I don't. Uh, no, I'm actually dumb. But you told me several times that you was like everything nah. with the kids. Yeah, was great, but like it kind of just felt like a haunted ride. Like, oh, scary clown popped <laughs> up, and the kid almost got away. And now we follow that kid. Oh, Pennywise, he almost he almost got you. And then there's a big CGI showdown at the end, and roll credits. Roll cool. <laughs> But hey, I'm hoping that the new one will be better. I know you like Bill Hader. I do. I like the all the cast. Like, yeah, I'm sure I'll like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But all the Pennywise stuff, it'll be like okay, like yeah. Oh, scary clown! Got it. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I've got, I'm hoping it does well. I'm sure it'll make a butt ton of money. But I'm hoping it does. Hey, and if you like it, great. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people love it, and I. I think Pennywise's uh, Bill Skarsgård does a great job as Pennywise. Did you finish um, Castle Rock? Yes, sort of. Dude, it takes a really weird turn. Really? Yeah, we, during the last two episodes we watched, we were like, I don't even know what is remotely going on anymore. It's like, you know how Stephen King does that? You'll be super invested and he'll just be like, oh, nope. Is it, this isn't what you think it's about. No, Grant, he didn't direct. He didn't write or direct any of those stuff. But yeah, his his endings are pretty notorious for being like, okay. like seven episodes in, they just introduced these completely new characters and started this whole new storyline and like stopped talking about something. And I'm like, what the fuck is? Uh, so I think we have like one episode left. I might finish it just to say I finished it, but it really lost me around like episode four or five. Have they announced we're doing any other episodes? I don't know. Or any other yeah. series, seasons, I guess. Not sure. Well, that's Stephen King Corner for this afternoon. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll come back to him at some point. Yep. Alexander Aja 
said he wants to do a remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Nightmare on Elm Street, I think it's pronounced Alexander Aha. I think. I don't know. I thought it was Aja. 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 Aha. Anyways, he directed Hills Have Eyes. What else? Crawl. Crawl, which is apparently doing really good. And if you ask me, I don't think they really needed a sequel to Son in Law. I mean, I'm sure Polly Shore needed the work. <laughs> Just kidding. That's how we always hey. got home. Steven Tyler PJ. Middle America, ripping the fields. Oh. Okay. North Dakota, South Dakota, East only like, Dakota, West Dakota. Only like 10% of our listeners will get that. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I'm leaving it in, damn it. I'm sure you will, and everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I like Jason so much better than Peel. <laughs> He did. Didn't he do high tension? Isn't that wasn't that what he did? Oh he did yes, he did. Also, pretty sure he did. Yeah, I've never seen that one. What I know, dude. I know. High tension is great. I've heard good things. Well, I think I had the ending ruined for me, so I'm just like, uh. But is it really all about the ride? You'll still be okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, even, even if you anyway. know what the ending is, it's good enough to where okay, well, it's definitely worth a watch. Cool. Anyways, he is well. He has expressed interest in remaking, re-remaking A Nightmare on Elm Street. We'll just pretend like that first remake didn't happen. I think everybody's kind of like that. Yeah. I bet the movie execs are like, okay, technically it was remade already, but whatever. Well, well I mean, I mean, Halloween, I mean... Even okay, you make this four. sound like a big deal. Stop bringing it up. It's not a big deal. Yes, Rob Zombie had <laughs> no, Halloween no, too. Like, H2O is kind of a reboot. Do. No, Halloween had several reboots. You know, like Halloween 4 is kind of a reboot. Not Halloween, really. Uh, H2O is definitely no, kind of a reboot. Halloween 4 tried to introduce some new storylines yeah, like, with Jamie kind of, Lloyd and yeah. everything, and they dropped the whole Laurie Strode thing, thank God. Yeah. Would Take you- notes, new Halloween writers. <laughs> um yeah. So, would you like to see Alexander Aha, Aja, remake Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah, I would. I mean, I'd, I'd yeah, be open it. to not? it. You know, why Do not? It. As long as they don't get make the people who wrote the last one write it again. Oh, definitely not. No, mm-hmm. they learned their lesson on that one. God, that movie sucks so hard. I haven't heard anybody say they like that movie. I haven't either. Yeah. All right. So, what else, Jason? And last up, we have Sasquatch movie from the guy who directed The Hitchhiker. Woo-hoo. All right. I love me. <laughs> I, was about to say, I just brought this up because Theo is quite the Sasquatch fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm a squatcher. Yeah, you're a squatcher. Yeah. You want to go squatching later? Yeah, we'll do it in the, the, the heels of... Uh, Hills of Raleigh? Yeah, or maybe we'll go out to Pisgah real quick. <laughs> we'll go out to Pullen Park. Jordan There's like Lake. families around everywhere. Uh, they're doing like squatch calls and stuff, and tree knocks. Hey, hey, have you seen a bipedal monster slash ape looking creature around? <laughs> no, I didn't think so. Okay. So, what's up with this movie? What they released you... the, the guy who directed Hitchhiker back in the day. Have you ever seen that movie? Nope. It's a pretty interesting movie. He's got some released some concept art for his Sasquatch. He looks very monkey, very ape like. Well, kind of like a big gorilla. He looks kind of like King Kong. Gotcha. And I was just like, well, I saw that and I was like, huh, Phil might like to know about this. Yes. You, can you think of a good Sasquatch movie other than like Harry and the Henderson? Yes. Oh, uh, man. I wish I knew the name of it. I watched it a 
it it was filmed like kind of mockumentary style. But oh, it was, is that it's that not Willow, Gold not Willow Creek. I saw that one too. Wasn't a huge fan. Okay. Uh, it I'll have to get back to you on that. But okay. I remember watching. I was like, damn, this is actually a pretty good movie. So there's some potential there. Yeah. I'm all for uh, some good squatch movies. The good squatch. No, I just can't think of any Sasquatch movies. Really. Yeah. Yeah, and it feels like it's something that would be. There's a lot out there. Oh, I know there are a lot out there, yeah. but they're all just utter trash. Like Legend of Boggy Creek or Legend of Boggy Creek Two. It's just so the one that I saw. It was a one word title. I forgot the name of it. Damn it! I wish I knew. Sasquatch. No, <laughs> close. <laughs> Bigfoot. No, not that. I guess that's two words. So, I'll check it out. Have you seen the trailer? Have you no, watched the trailer? I don't think there's a trailer for it. I just did concept art for it. Is it going to be like a wide release kind of movie? Probably not. Okay. I just saw it on Bloody Disgusting. I'll check the Bigfoot subreddit. I'll see what there's. <laughs> <laughs> I actually subscribe to that. It's hilarious. Really? Yes. There would be like pictures of like, I mean, just imagine the kind of the kind of stuff. Oh, is that it gets for posted. real? Is it like for real? Oh well, yeah, you get some people that are like. Some guy went on a big rant about how he was like angry because this the sub wasn't getting treated seriously, <laughs> and there should be a separate subreddit for actual Bigfoot enthusiasts. <laughs> Which, hey, it's a discussion to be had. I mean, is it likely that Bigfoot is out there? Probably not, but maybe it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> maybe up in like Canada, where there's lots of rural areas. Hey, that who knows, around. man. Yeah, we could we could get into that on a later date, but so what's the is you see like a picture on that subreddit that's like pretty like ridiculous? Like no, that's clearly just a dog in the background. Oh yeah, there's a lot of that. So it's a good time. Check it out. Oh we so is it just Bigfoot? Sasquatch? I think I think it's Sasquatch. Or it might be Bigfoot. One of those. One of them is a serious one, the other one is right. Yeah, that's joke. right. One's the actual Sasquatch subreddit. All the serious squatchers out there need to go to Bigfoot, not to the trash Sasquatch subreddit. Okay, that's, that's right. <laughs> Actually, it's called the Skunk Ape in Florida. <laughs> hey, you're right. Look I do you. know that. Look at me. I'm a squatcher. That's right. So, anything else, Jason? Uh, that was pretty much all I got for yeah, this week. That's about it for you know. Kind of a kind, light week. Kind of slow. You know. Hey, the producer of Verotica. Glenn Danzig's new movie added us on Instagram. Shut up. I will not. Oh, <laughs> please. Can we ask him if we can get a screener? <laughs> can we, well, I promise we'll give you an honest to goodness review of our thoughts. So I was, yeah, I was reading some of the reviews for this movie and I really want to see it. So for those that don't know, oh. Glenn Danzig, you know, Glenn Danzig, he made a movie, like wrote and directed this movie, and apparently it's like so bad that it's good. It's, it's one like of those kind of the movies. The room levels of awful. Yeah, people are comparing it to the room, and some of the reviews are hilarious. <laughs> but anyways, the producer added us. So hey, to anybody there that said I would never amount to anything, the producer of Erotica added <laughs> us on Instagram. Take that. Yeah, I would definitely. Win. It's like, dude, what's up with that that good screener, please? Uh, Can you mail it to us? <laughs> I'll burn it after I watch it, I promise. So, the Autopsy of Jane Doe, this came out in... 2016? Yes. Something like that. I think so. Fairly recently. It's on Netflix. It is. And it's about these two coroners, a father and son. It sounds like a, a family business. Yeah, it's a family business. Yes. And they were brought the 
corpse of, you know, just another lady. And the sheriff is like, we need this autopsy done by tomorrow. So Mm -hmm. they have to stay overnight. And the more they start digging in, the crazier it gets. The more and more mysteries are revealed. That's right. Every answer begs two more questions. Yeah. It's a solid flick. Yeah. Now, do you know where the word autopsy comes from? No. I'm assuming it's Greek. Comes from Greek. Okay. Autopsia, to see for oneself. Okay. Autos, oneself. Opsis, meaning sight or view. Hmm. That's right. I read Wikipedia. (laughs) 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 Now, the first autopsies recorded were the Egyptians around like 3000 BC for mummification purposes. Taking that brain out of the nose. Yeah. So autopsies have kind of been around forever. Now, does it weird you out to think that one day you could be on an autopsy table? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Now, I'm an organ donor, but even then, I'm just like... Me too. That's it's weird. Thing that I'm going to sli- I'm gonna be on a slab, and somebody's going to be like, oh, this liver's going to save a 12-year-old girl. And I was like, good, but it's weird thinking that they're going to sure. take one of those huge metal things and break my rib cage open, and just like, these lungs will go here. What if I go to school to become a mortician or, or whatever you call well, it? Well, I guess the coordinators have to go to medical school today. And I end up doing your autopsy. <laughs> Just something to think about. Uh, please don't. I draw on you with markers. <laughs> I'm kidding. God, how many dicks would you draw on my dead body? <laughs> <laughs> Just draw a dick on your face for your opening Oh, look at that, skin. Jason. You died with your shoes on. Well, you know, you know the rules. <laughs> so, do you know of any other autopsy movies? Not ones that specifically revolve. Is Reanimator kind of an autopsy? Yeah, movie? sort yeah. of. I mean, there's their dead, and there's also the head giving head scene, which is always, uh-huh. you know, lots of dead body. Now, let me ask you this: Have you ever seen the Jack Black movie Bernie? I have seen Bernie. He, I he's a love that. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, the movie starts with him. Well, not doing an autopsy, but yeah. So I, I guess he he's a funeral home director, right? Yeah, yeah. So I guess he doesn't do autopsies. He just he, does the like the, he gets some ready. For, he's a mortuary sciences, like the formaldehyde. Yeah, and that all kind that of thing embalms folks. So yeah, I, th- I kind of thought of this movie. I think they should remake this movie with that Jack character. Black. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I remember Richard Linklater talking about the movie. He was like, I don't know how I got anybody to sign on for this thing because this script was the most boring thing. I had to explain it. I was like, no, listen, listen. We're going to play this straight as possible. Uh-huh. Everything, But apparently that script just read so dry. One thing I love about that movie is, so a pet peeve of mine is when movies don't get southern accents, right? Yeah. They talk like this. Oh, it's yeah. It's like, we grew up in the south. Nobody talks like that. No. Except Jason. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> no. It's just the way I talk. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean. Though. Yeah. Like, when you see like a, an actor that's obviously not Southern and they're trying to do a Southern accent, it's like, oh my God, stop. <laughs> yeah. So this movie like really nails Southern culture. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I re- yeah. Same thing with Sling Blade. That's yeah. another movie that yeah. like, totally nails Southern culture. Without being over the top. But any, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Bernie, great fucking movie. Check yeah. it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah, that's, that's where I watched it, too. It was a good one. So, the movie stars Brian Cox. Who I like. I do, too. He's, uh, he's when I see him stuff, I go, hey, look at that, Brian Cox. Yeah, I remember he, him. He plays the the dad. Yes. 
who is yeah, well, the, who is, is the coroner. Really small cast. Oh yeah, really. There's Brian Cox. It's mainly just those two. There's other folks, or, or those yeah, three. Yeah, there's a minor, a few minor characters, but other Man, than the that, is the, the father sheriff. and son. Yeah. So Brian Cox is the father. He's the county coroner. Yeah. So and he's been in a lot of great stuff. Mm-hmm. I re- I always know him from Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the principal or the dean, I Dude, guess. Dude, we could do a Wes Anderson month, and I would not be mad at all. Rushmore is my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Rushmore is great. I really like the Darjeeling Limited. See, I never saw that. Wait. It's really good. I don't know if I'm I saying that I think I did right. see that one right. I, yeah, I saw Darjeeling Limited, and I saw, I like his movie. No, I never saw Fantastic Mr. Fox or the new one with the Oh, dogs. man, I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, I've seen but, that like 10 times. Really? Yeah, it's great. Okay. Did you see the like, the Island of Dogs or what was that the new Isle one? Isle of Dogs. Yeah, that was me and Alyssa's first date. Oh, yep. Did hey, you cry? Bring it home. Did you cry? No, it was Did really you? funny. Oh, really? See, I yeah. thought it was gonna be kind of sad. It was it's, I mean, I thought it was gonna be funny, but I thought it was gonna be some some kind of like everybody has a dog that they love. No, no, it's great. Okay, I Moonrise, need to rewatch that. Moonrise Kingdom's a good one too. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Wes Anderson, <laughs> great movie. Autopsy of Jane Doe and Wes Anderson. <laughs> That's right. Could you imagine if he directed this movie? Oh God, it'd be like symmetrical shots of everything, and everything would be like a the pastel kinks, color. The Kinks would be playing in the background, and there'd be slow mo shots of everything. And somebody would be reading constantly some like obscure like French book from 1970. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, Brian Cox, of course, in Rushmore. Also in Super Troopers, which is great. Uh, X2 is the one that X-Men, the second X-Men movie, which a lot of people point to was the best oh, superhero he was movies. in that? He was the villain in that, yeah. Okay. He was also in The Ring. Remember when the guy that electrocutes himself in the bathtub, when she like goes to the farmhouse, and there's like a guy looking out the window in the second story. Was he her dad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize That's that. Him. Huh. And it's been a long time since I've seen The Ring. Yeah, I had to mention it because... He hasn't done a lot of horror. But no. He was also in Zodiac. Melvin Belli in Zodiac. It's got a huge One cast. One of my favorite movies. Oh, God, that yeah. cast is huge. And also in Trick or Treat. Now, have you seen Trick or Treat? Oh, I love Trick or Treat. Oh, thank God. You know, I think it's... we should do an anthology month. Yeah, and that would definitely be in there. We, okay. should, we, can, we can do that after. We can do that in November. Maybe. Or what the fuck. We got a lot of things we yeah, can talk about. Yeah, we got about. what the fuck month. We yeah. got anthology month. Straight to video horror months we talked about. That's we talked right. about, yeah. All kinds of, yeah, all we, kinds of fun we'll stuff. We'll figure that out. Yeah. But Trick or Treat is amazing. Yes. I love it. So, we also have Emil Hirsch, who plays the son. Yes. His he... name is Austin. What's the dad's name again? I forgot what their names were. Uh, no, Tommy was the dad's name. And Austin. And Austin. Yes. Yes. Now, Emil Hirsch has been in a lot of great stuff. Girl Next Door was kind of the first one that, that <laughs> oh, kind of put him on there. Lords of Dogtown. Lords of Dogtown. Great he was, movie. Yeah. Uh, he was in Into the Wild, Which of is course. Really that's great, his yeah. big one. That's, that's a really good movie. Yeah. Have you read that book? No. Okay. It was a good book. Too. It's quick. It's like 250 pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a hard book to read I at all. It's really interesting. skimming through it when I worked at the bookstore. Been meaning to read it. Yeah. As I get older, I kind of see that story a little differently now. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you're a young, idealistic teenager, it sounded like, yeah, Yeah, man, I'm going to go out in the wild. Totally get it, dude. <laughs> but looking back now, it's like, oh, you dumbass. Like, no. You know, I mean, it's, it's a tragic story, but... It, yeah. yeah. I don't know. We could get into that. <laughs> great great movie, though. And yeah. great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I had that on vinyl. Oh, yeah. It was all Eddie Vedder, right? Yep. Nice. 
Yep, yep. Uh, he's also in Milk. Have you seen that? I have not seen Milk. Great fucking movie. Was he Harvey Milk's lover in that movie? Who was he? No, he worked on Harvey Milk's campaign. Okay. Yeah. He, I mean, Emil Hirsch is great in everything. I've never seen him in anything, and he wasn't really good. That's true. That's very true. He has and, a bit of a troubled past in some things. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into that later. Yeah. He was also in Taking Woodstock, briefly. I never saw that. Great movie as well. Yeah, very underrated. Is that I feel a like. Gus Van Zandt joint. Uh, <laughs> you refer to something as a joint one more time. I'm sorry. I watched Black Klansman recently. Everything's a joint. <laughs> this is a spook house joint. <laughs> yeah, he's in Taking Woodstock. I don't know who directed that. But oh it's, no, it's I know it was that. Uh, was, anyway, it's not Ghost Van Zandt. Yeah, but other than that, so we have Austin's girlfriend Emma. She pops up for. She's English. Scenes. She's on Sherlock. That TV show. She's played by Ophelia Lovabond. She's she's and on the Sherlock TV show. Never That's seen That's on it. CBS or NBC, I forget. I've never watched it either. Definitely never know. seen it. My dad my dad's a big Sherlock Holmes fan, so he watches it. Okay. And Sheriff Sheldon, who you see at the beginning and end of the movie, but it's not really a main character. No. He's played by Michael Mc Michael Hatton or something. And Jane Doe is played by Irish actress Owen Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was chosen for this role for her... She was... Uh, Can you look dead? I need you to look dead. <laughs> well, she yeah. had a background in yoga. Yeah. So she could control her breathing very well. So Which that, that yeah. kind of helped her land the part. Because I'm sure there was a lot of her just like, all right, lay here and you can't breathe. And for- action. <laughs> Just hold your breath for a minute. Brian Cox is going to put this thing, this, this scalpel down your stomach. Okay, uh-huh. it's going to feel a little tickly. You can't move. Yeah, they said that they. I think they used a prosthetic. I mean, a a fake body for some shots. But yeah, for but, all the up close stuff, you pretty much had to use a real body. Yeah, or it would have looked. Yeah, yeah. and Mary saying that she had the hardest role in the movie, just kind of mm. because everything kind of revolved around her being on that table and looking dead. And not breathing. Oh, the dad's name is Tommy. Yeah, I said that. Really? I said Tommy. Yeah, the oh, dad's okay. name is Tommy. All right, do you know who was originally cast to play the I dad? I did see this. Martin Sheen. This would have been, not saying it would have been a different movie, but it would have been, mm, I'm, I'm uh, glad it went Brian Cox. Oh, for sure. But I like Martin Sheen a lot. Yeah, I just, if, I can't help it. I just see Emilio Estevez, <laughs> Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I see, because he was the, the president in the West Wing. Oh, that was okay. the big thing. And he was also, I also see The Departed. You know, he was the uh, the cop in The, the Departed. I still haven't seen that. That's like the only Scorsese what? movie I haven't seen. Oh, yeah, have you seen the, did you see the trailer for The Irishman, by the way? It just came out? Not yet, no. Oh, gosh, it looks so good. Really? I bet yes. it is. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I think of March. You know, I always think he's the cop in The Departed. So you need to watch The Departed. It's really good. I will. All right, so that about covers the cast. Pretty small cast. Yeah. Makes our job easier. It really does. <laughs> well, this movie might not be as long as some of our other podcasts because there's not as much going on. It's really more about reveals than it is like crazy shit happening. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, either way, yeah. the uh, the movie kind of starts off at this crime scene, mm-hmm. and there's, there's like Did, a few, a few there's dead bodies seven, upstairs. I think there were seven dead bodies in there, including the Jane Doe. Mm-hmm. And there's it was like two or three. 
Maybe it was two or three. I'm pretty anyway, sure. okay. Yeah, that's, that would be fucking. Maybe I'm getting mixed up okay. something else. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so they're You're thinking of seven witches at the end of the witch. Oh, maybe I am. Mm. Mm. <laughs> next week, next week, children. Next oh, week. Next week we got a banger. <laughs> we got a bang. We got a banger this week too, though. That's right. Yeah, we do. All right. So yeah, like as Philo was saying. The the all the police officers at this crime scene. Mm-hmm. There's lots of dead bodies, and then there's this one dead body downstairs in the basement. Yeah, in the basement, and she's kind of buried in the basement a little bit too. Yeah, which is weird. And mm-hmm. so, and then it goes to the coroner of the office, which That's is right. you see Emil Hirsch, Austin, Austin, and Brian Cox, Tommy, Tommy. That's right. They're doing. Uh, they're working, doing a corner report on other dead bodies. <laughs> That's as right, do, Jason. As you tend to do. That's right. It's exactly what you do, actually. Yeah, and there's rock and roll playing, and they got music going, and it looks like a lot of fun. Just rocking out, fun, slicing yes. up dead bodies. <laughs> Is, do you think you could do this job? Actually, that was one of the questions I had for after this episode. Really? Okay. About it now, yeah. uh, I don't think I could. Really? I don't. I mean, it sounds like something, if it wasn't like the... The being alone part and kind of working solitary like that, mm-hmm. I could deal with that. But it's the fact that I'm cutting up dead people and getting organs out. I just don't. Mm-hmm. And I hunted too, so it's not like I've ever been to dead animals and stuff. Uh-huh. But working on a dead person, I just feel like it's just maybe a little too morbid for me. Sure. And then of course you would okay. see. And it's one well, thing. Well, you know, I'm a massage therapist, so I'm kind of. <laughs> so I'm essentially a doctor and a coroner at the same time. <laughs> It's pretty much, you know, other than people that do autopsies and stuff like that, is there any other job where it's hands-on a person laying that still other than massage therapist? Physical Probably ther- not. Physical therapist, maybe? No, well, they're like actively, you Yeah, know. but I mean, they're, I mean, yeah, yours, they're, they're still for you where physical therapists have to do a lot of movement and they're also not holding them as much. So as if any of my clients are listening to this, don't worry, I'm not getting any like crazy ideas. I'm not gonna bust out any scalpels or anything. Just love to be like, don't worry, don't worry. I'm thinking of you as a dead body right now. Relax, <laughs> relax. <laughs> what would your head look like in my fridge? You think? I don't know. <laughs> so but anyways, I think the biggest thing, though, for being uh, real quick yep. for that is one thing to maybe work on a dead adult. But mm. then you get like a, a kid yeah, comes through. That would be pretty. That, that, that would be, be pretty, pretty upsetting, you know. For sure. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Who knows? I did go to phlebotomy school. Huh. Why'd you... Decided it wasn't for me. Okay. So I hung up my phlebotomy needle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, we, we get an intro to, you know, Tommy and Austin. They're doing their autopsies. Uh, they, he, the dad, Tommy, kind of quizzes Austin on what mm-hmm. uh, he thinks the cause of death was. And he says it's from smoke inhalation. But the dad actually says, nope, it's from this thing here. I forgot exactly what, a subdural hematoma that happened before the, the smoke inhalation. Not on Jane Doe, on this other oh, wait, yeah. on another. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't make that clear. Yep. So Emma, Austin's girlfriend, is texting him and they're... They got a date night. Yeah, they got a date night. Yeah. So Austin is... It cuts to Austin kind of shutting everything down and walking around the... Is it funeral home? It's not a funeral. No, home, it's not though. a funeral home because they're not. Uh, that would go somewhere else. It's just like a coroner's office. Yeah, we'll just, but then we get our first kind of jump scare. Emma scares Austin. She just jumps out of nowhere. Yeah, which not cool. Like what the fuck? Are you uh, yeah. Oh god, you're so easy. Ha <laughs> ha! Yay! You scared me. <laughs> you scared me in a. Seriously, if you do that again. 
You're going to end up on one of these slabs here soon. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> I'm be doing your autopsy. <laughs> and she wants to check out the dead bodies. She's like, I want to see one. Do you do you think if you were ever in the coroner's office, would you like be like, hey, let's look at these dead bodies? Definitely. I feel like I would, and I would immediately regret it. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, let me. So this guy blew his fucking head off, please. But anyway, she's like showing a place around. Uh, at where this the office because she had never seen the corners part of this this house because apparently they live there too. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she had never seen that part, and she was like, "Well, you see me at work, so I should see you at work." Mm-hmm. And of course, she works at a bookstore. Two kind of different atmospheres, I feel like. Hey, your fiance. Fiance works at a bookstore. That's right. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So Brian Cox, aka Tommy. Tommy. Yes. He's showing her. Why he puts the bells on the the feet? Yeah, of the uh, the dead people, and that'll come into play later. It definitely, which is pretty effective. It was kind of a really part I liked of the movie. Now I looked up some of the history of that. Yeah, apparently, like it used to be a thing, uh, and there was also a thing called safety coffins. So they would bury people and run a rope through the casket, mm-hmm. and it would come up out of the ground and be tied to a bell. In case somebody was still alive, they would ring the bell. Yeah, I think I've heard about that. Yeah, I remember that being because apparently now, from what I've read, nobody's ever been like buried, and they actually had to dig up a person that's been recorded anyway. Yeah, but the safety coffins are still around today in different forms. Like it, they're still around, I guess. So <laughs> if you see a bell in a cemetery, there's a good chance that it's. Attached to a uh, string. It's going to be so it's hard for me to not ring one of those bells next time I go to a cemetery. Uh, <laughs> that's probably in poor taste. I did that. Yeah. So Austin says he'll be done by 11, and they're going to go out. Like, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. She's, uh, she asked to see one of the dead bodies, and, he's, and Neil Hirsch is like, no, you don't want to see this. You can't unsee this. Mm-hmm. And then she starts to pull off one of the the towels, not towels, oh, sheets. The guy that blew his face the off. The guy that blew his face off. Yep. And right before she can do it, Brian Cox rings that bell and oh, scares the right. crap out. And they're like, okay, that's enough of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they unzip Jane Doe. This is the first time we see them with Jane oh, Doe. They haven't, Jane Doe hasn't been delivered yet. Oh, well, right. yeah, the, the yeah. sheriff. The sheriff comes in. The sheriff and he, brings he's, her by and he's like, hey, I need this autopsy done by tomorrow. I got the press on my ass. I mm-hmm. need some answers. Did you catch where they are? No. Where? They're in Virginia. This, yeah. takes, this movie takes place in Virginia. All right. Because he talks about Norfolk at one point, and then he also mentions VCU. Okay. Which is Virginia Commonwealth University, which is in Richmond. Did not pick up on oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Even though this movie was shot in England. Oh, God. Look <laughs> at you. <laughs> See, I do my research for this. I know you might be like, Jason, I need you to do more. I need you to do more. No, man. <laughs> this really is a fucking job, though. <laughs> oh, it, it really is. It's a labor of love, though. I got home last night after doing like three massages, and I was like, <laughs> I got to do notes. <laughs> I thought I was going to have an easy day tomorrow, but I just got booked up last minute. Oh, yeah. Anyways, they unzip Jane Doe. This is the first time that Austin and Tommy see. We also... Jesus Christ, sorry, what, Jason? No, no, saying that what else? You see a thing, there's a little thing with Emma and Austin that Austin's going to move away with Emma, but he hasn't told Tommy, his dad, that he's moving uh, away. Oh, okay. And so he tells her to come back around 11, we'll be done. And then he comes and he goes and he helps. Got it. Can we unzip Jane Doe now? Yeah, we can unzip. I just need to get to that part because it's a very that one little <laughs> nugget's kind of an important thing. Yeah, I guess you're right. So they unzip Jane Doe. Yes. Anything else? 
No? Okay. No. Great. So, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> this is the first time they, they, well, yeah, the sheriff tells them, hey, I need this autopsy done by tomorrow. I got mm-hmm. press on my ass, yada, yada. Now, they begin the autopsy, and there's no distinctive marks on the body. There's no outward uh, trauma. She looks body. perfect. Yeah, she, she looks, looks perfect. She's just pale. Other than that, she looks perfect. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So, yeah, she looks perfect, basically. She's yes. not bruised up or beat up or anything. The only thing they can see from the outside is that her wrists and her ankles are shattered. Yeah, and yeah. her eyes are gray, and rigor mortis hasn't set in yet. No. So, do you know how long after death rigor mortis usually sets in? No. Can you tell me from your massage skills how long is that usually? <laughs> <laughs> Two to four hours after death. Really? Yeah, and it lasts about four days. And what are they, After that, are they back to being kind of... I guess. Like, rigor mortis is like a tightening of the muscles. They, like, contract. I, I thought it was like a permanent thing. Like, once you were dead, that was... No, was... like, from a little bit of research I did, it lasts from, like, two to four hours, and then I guess it's just back to just, you know, hmm. the muscles relax. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. I learned something. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, and rigor mortis, rigor meaning stiffness. Okay. Mortis meaning death. So, Ooh. stiffness and death. Stiff death. That's right. Mm-hmm. Learn a little something. I did. See, yeah. we're we're learning you something, guys. <laughs> That's right. We're, lear- <laughs> we're learning you something. So yeah, we all learn a little something here on the Spook House. Try to make it an educational show. So they're doing a little more investigation after they see the wrists and the ankles have been broken, and then they open the mouth, and her mouth has been crudely cut off. Her mouth has been cut off. So her tongue. <laughs> did somebody cut your tongue off? Somebody cut my tongue off. <laughs> Crudely, I might add. I cut my tongue <laughs> off crudely. Her tongue has been cut off crudely. All I can think of when I saw it, I was like, uh. Not I in just, the nice way. No. <laughs> not, it, wasn't, it, it was not a clean cut. That's right. All I could think of when I saw it, I was like, you remember Old Boy? At the end of Old Boy? It's been a long time since I saw it. Remember that. he cuts his tongue off with scissors at the end of that movie? Oh, God, yeah. That's uh, all I could think of when I saw this part. Uh, that, movie, <laughs> that movie is great. That movie is rough to sit through. It is a great movie. Did you see the remake? I didn't. Spike Lee joint with Josh Brolin. Yeah, how many times have you said Spike Lee joint? Well, you brought it up this time, (laughs) and he directed it. So, guess what it is? It's a Spike Lee joint. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. Yeah, Samuel Jackson, Elizabeth Olsen. It should be good, but apparently, it's not. That's right. (laughs) So, anyways, yeah, the tongue has been crudely cut off, which is very strange. You might add, definitely strange. So, at this point. We had also. They also see that the molars are missing, or one of the molars is missing in their back, in the mm, back of her mouth. That's right. Yeah, and they also notice that she has peat under her fingernails and in her hair. Oh, it's yeah. a form of dirt. It's like uh, not quite dirt, but it's found in. He he remarks that it's found in like up north. Yeah. So after they investigate the external stuff, uh-huh. they decide they're going to go inside body see right, what kind right. of things are the if there's any organ failure that kind yeah, of stuff. this is step two of the autopsy exactly so i learned a little bit they got step one is like external mm-hmm. step two i guess internal yeah yeah and step three i guess would be like more of a microscopic level maybe i guess could, yeah yeah so now they're going phase two phase two going inside <laughs> we're going we're going to need a bigger boat for this one all right <laughs> i guess so. Yeah. so what do they find jason they find that the lungs have been Completely like blackened, blackened. Yeah, and, and Emil Hirsch made us to the comments. Like, I wouldn't have taken her for a smoker. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Well, she would. He would need to take, smoke ten packs a day for thirty years for this to be even close to that." 
Right. There's also scars across the heart, the lungs, everywhere. Yeah, like she's been stabbed. Yeah, exactly. Inside. So all this shit just doesn't make sense. No, I mean the body is completely perfect, mm-hmm. the outside, but all the inside, everything is just completely fucked. And also, when they start opening up, the blood pours out like it, sh- you know, it completely pours out. Right, like it's a fresh, freshly killed. But obviously, it's not. No, it's not a fresh kill. Not so, a fresh kill at all. Yeah. All right. And as they're investigating the the organs that have been ruined, mm-hmm. the radio pops on, and it starts playing this really old, creepy song. That's right. Did you get? Did you read about how they made the song even a little bit creepier? So they slowed down the recording. Yeah. So right. it was recorded at a forty-five RPM, but they mm-hmm. slowed it down to thirty-three and a third. Yeah. So the song, what's it called? Open up your heart and let the sunshine in. Yes. Right. And that was written by Stuart Hamblin in nineteen fifty-four. Kind of a creepy little song. Yeah, it is. It's okay. very effective. It keeps coming up because they keep talking about the devil, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the part that seats popping in. Was like, well, this is odd. It is kind of a old trope at this point, though. Yeah, it's not. Like, I get why they use it. Yeah, but are, I mean, are there like there's plenty of other movies that have like there's like a song that, like, uh, let's see, ones that come to mind, Final Destination, Rocky Mountain High, the John Denver song. <laughs> well, that's a premonition. Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers. Yeah, Creepers. exactly. Well, do you know Jeepers. what to be? Yep. <laughs> do you know of any other ones? Maximum Overdrive had ACDC in it. Does that count? I guess. Sure, why not? I like that we made a connection between Maximum Overdrive and the autopsy of Jane, though. That's just how my brain works, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> also, when the song plays, Emil Hirsch sees her standing in the mirror. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They're hearing stuff in the air vent. Yeah, that's right. They keep hearing shit in the air vent. Yeah. Which never really... Now that I think about it, it never really pays. I don't really know what. Yeah. Other than I think maybe it's a uh, a plot device to get them away oh, from. We left the, off one cast member, the kitty cat. We did know the kitty mm-hmm. cat, and we glossed over the part where the kitty cat was being a nice sweet cat and brought them a dead rat. That's right. What was the cat's name? Stanley. Stanley. That's right. From the office. So we hear right. So we hear Stanley banging around in the the air ducts. Mm-hmm. We think. Come to find out, poor Stanley has been quite injured. Is this when the cat dies? Yeah, this is when the cat I dies. I feel like this is an unnecessary... You know, in the last four episodes we've done... Always, always so we're doing the witch next week. Good boy dies. Good boy dies. We did the thing. A lot of good boys die. A lot of good, lot, boys, lot die. Of good boys die. Yeah. And, and now we got a dead cat. Say what you want about Christine... They didn't kill a dog in that. You're, I never thought I'd see the day where Phil's defending Christine. You know what? <laughs> hey, thank you, Christine. You did one thing, right? You didn't kill any animals. Killer clowns from outer space. They killed a dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. They kill a cat. And we never find out what killed the cat. No, I thought it was kind of unnecessary. Now, yeah, well, it is. It, it was kind of played up for dramatic effect. It was like, okay, the, the cat died. Something killed it. But we're not. We'd never find out what. I think. Well, some of it is a plot device to get them away from the to talk about some stuff to get them away from the dead body. Well, and, there's a million plot devices. Yeah, other and than then dead also, it's, it, I guess more to establish that the dad's pretty upset about losing the mom. Yeah, and I mean, I get because they could have had a little scene where I don't know he pulls out his wallet and looks at a, a picture. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I missed your mother. There you go. <laughs> hey, there's your there's your reason. <laughs> you don't have to kill a cat. Yeah. And like I said, it was kind of, you don't really know what killed the cat. Yeah. You really never figured that out. It was a little unnecessary, but hey, 
Well, the cat's dead. They get back to the body after this. They mm-hmm. cremate the cat, and he's kind of upset. Brian Cox is kind of upset about this because it was, as he said, one of the last things he had of Emil Hirsch's mother. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that was part of the reason why they showed that. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to the autopsy, and they find Jimson weed from her stomach. Oh, yeah. Which is an it's old... flower inside yeah. of her stomach. And it's an old paralyzing agent. Mm-hmm. And he pulls it out, and he, like, goes through those books. Because I'm assuming when you're a coroner, you've got all kinds of things you need to reference when you're finding cause of death. Which is yeah. what their whole thing they're doing. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're finding cause of death, not why. That's right. He comes to the conclusion that with the peat and the flower, he comes from up north. This body came from up north. That's right. Yes. Because the flower is also not nat- na- na- native to... Which we will later find out, New England. Mm. Mm, where's this going? I don't know. We don't know yet. Keep trucking along, Jason. Okay. Then what happens? Then what happens? They also pull a shroud with 27 in Roman numerals. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also a tooth, which was oh, they, they yeah. realizes the tooth from the back of her molar. They fold the shroud into mm-hmm. like a certain way yeah. like they fold it four ways and mm-hmm. it says leviticus with the bible verse and we we even looked it up when they said that because it said something about uh witches in mm-hmm. that in the, the the verse we had it was the same verse so that was accurate but it said wizards in our version of the bible oh okay yeah so it's probably just a translation thing the word wizards is in the bible yeah. <laughs> what it's just what it said <laughs> Okay, I learned something new today. You did learn something new today, but I remember when Ian pulled it, she's like, I'm going to check that. Because yeah. we were like, let's, yeah, let's look that up. Because we had one on the, the book. You hear that, Alyssa? You can help me research these <laughs> movies, too. <laughs> I like that. little teamwork action. Yeah, a little teamwork action. <laughs> Babe, I need detailed notes on the cast of Halloween 2. Stat. I need 2,700 <laughs> words. Double space. Double MLA, space? MLA format. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, so it, yeah, they find the shroud with the, the symbols and Leviticus and all that. And it's at this point, Emil Hurst kind of makes the jump that, is this a human sacrifice? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, movie-wise, I can understand that. But at this point, I would be like, I don't know. With everything that's happened, that's, yeah. there's a lot of weird shit. That, I might wonder to that, it's that, very that train of thought as well. Yeah. They're looking at her, and Brian Cox kind of, he's looking at the skin, mm-hmm. and he's, wait a second. So he pulls the skin back, mm-hmm. and that somewhat gross scene that kind of made me feel like, Ugh. Oh, where he, like, opens her, like, yeah, just, like, pulls her skin off. Yeah. And within, within her skin, there's, again, all these symbols carved inside her skin, and... Yeah, it was almost like a shroud on the inside. And I yeah, was like, yeah. I remember the first time I saw this movie, I was like, this is fucking, I don't know what the fuck's going on right mm-hmm. now. Um, now I've seen this movie a couple of times, because it's a good watch. Same here. And this is when shit gets pretty weird, Oh, right? yeah, and as soon as that happens, that's when all the electricity in the place goes out, some of the lights explode. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we're already at this part. Yeah. So, look, I'm not going to lie, this scene got me shook. Yeah, oh, it got you I, shook. I, I'll shook. Every time you see it, you got shook? double O-K shook. But seriously, like the shot of him, like okay, all the lights burst out, and yeah. all the doors holding the other bodies mm-hmm. in the corners room like open up. Yeah, and he's like shining the light around, and you see all the doors are open. And it's like, oh shit! Yeah, this is <laughs> probably the scariest part. It reminded me of Resident Evil for a bit, like Which the part? game. Yeah, Just oh the, the game. game. Okay, that felt like something you see in a Resident Evil game before it went turned to an action. Uh-huh. 
series. Oh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something out of Resident Evil 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, and this was probably, the, like I said, the, the biggest jump scare anyway, I felt like, in the movie. Mm-hmm. And One of them. Yeah. There's a couple good ones in this one. Yeah. Not like overly. Well, I don't know. The part where Emma scared him in the beginning of the movie was pretty scary. Oh, I was terrified. That one had me shook. <laughs> All the bodies are not in their original spot. It's nope. not good. Pretty and at this creepy. point, Brian Cox said, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think, you know what? That's the same thing to do there, Brian Cox. Exactly. So they, they you know, they unload everything and they head out. Mm-hmm. And the elevator's not working because obviously the electricity. This is a horror movie. Yeah. And electricity's <laughs> gone. And so, and then they, they've got, I guess, kind of a, like a basement. What's it, like a cellar door they're trying to get out of? Mm-hmm. A tree is falling. A tree is falling because yes. a, a very bad storm is going on. That's outside. right. Yeah, during all of this, there's a really bad storm happening. Yes, and they even saying on the radio, "How do you know?" Like, hey, doing? get out of here! And the whole time, uh, Austin is like, "Hey, Dad, I think we should go." Yeah, old stubborn ass Dad is like, "No, nah, we're sheriff needs this done in the morning." That's right. So look what happens. You got a tree mm-hmm. fell over the cellar door. The bad old- storm. All the lights are out. Bodies are missing. Yeah. Shit's not good. The old sycamore, that's what they called it. That's right. And Emil Hirsch also tries to get the does the old the phone gag. I can't get a signal in here. Oh, does he? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> but it wasn't that wasn't that egregious because they could at least go to the landline. So they still Yeah. So they went to the office to get the landline. And they called the sheriff. Again. Mm-hmm. These people are making yeah, and decisions they don't, they, that yeah, don't yeah. drive you crazy. Yeah, but they don't get a reception. Do landlines flicker in and out like that? It, it sounded like bad cell service. The sheriff was yeah. like, "I can't hear you. I can't hear." It's like, does that happen on landlines? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't bad service. It was magic feel. Oh, wait, I'm right on that. I don't know if landlines have that kind of issue. I really don't. I'm pretty sure when power goes out, landlines still work. I think. I think I remember that being a thing because I yep. remember hurricanes growing yeah, up. You I feel remember like, the nineties? Yeah. Yeah, I so, remember the nineties. I was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so either way, they're they they try to call the sheriff. They're they're not getting through. Basically, no, exactly. they're kind of fucked. They're trapped. Yeah. They're trapped in the dark. Mm-hmm. And there's the bodies are missing, and shit's getting weird. Yes. And Tommy goes to the I guess the shower bathroom area, mm-hmm. and he's getting pretty pretty shook. You know, as you should. That's right. He has bruises on his mm-hmm. uh, on, on his, his stomach stomach area. Yeah, yeah. And now Austin looks over. At his dad in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and something grabs Tommy. Yes. Does the door slam shut? Yes, the door does okay. slam shut. Yeah, something grabs Tommy, door slam shut, and yeah, this is all like pretty tense shit. Yeah, like, and, oh, you're, and you're also hearing still the, shook. a bell in the in the hallway, too, Yeah, because he sees a foot come down, and he's looking under the... the... Okay, I think this was like the best jump scare to me, because okay. you hear the bell, mm-hmm. which was we established was tied to dead, the dead bodies. bodies. Yeah. So, Mr. Jangles is coming down the hall. <laughs> you hear, ring, ring, ring. Yeah. And Austin looks under the door, and you know it's coming. You do. You know it's you coming. You know it's coming. Yeah. And then the foot slams down in front of the door, and you hear the bell, and it's like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the point I was like, ah. I mean, we Double watched, shook. Double shook. Because <laughs> I remember the first time we watched it, me and, me and Emerson watched it together the first time, we were... Watching all the lights were off. I think it was uh-huh. even raining outside of that night, too. It was like, ooh, this is fucking scary. And then I was yeah. like, boom, that barefoot yeah. coming down on that hard concrete. Hey, man, sometimes jump scares, I know they get a bad rap. It's bad when 
a movie solely relies on jump scares. Yes. And then it just becomes stupid and mm-hmm. ineffective. But yeah. when done right, they can be effective. Exactly. And, and, and this used was done right. sparingly, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not just. You're granted maybe two or three yeah. per movie, I think. And false jump scares are the worst. Yeah. We already like got your girlfriend one. sneaking up on you. Rah! Get out of here. They have a, a come to Jesus meeting. They're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we got, there's something that's going on. We got to do something about this body. She's causing everything. Oh, yeah. They, they kind of realize, like, hey, all the, ever since Jane Doe came in, mm-hmm. all this weird shit yeah. has been happening. And they decide. They've got to figure it out. Yeah. So Austin decides, we're going to burn the body. Well, they try to put her in the crematorium, but yes. can't get the door open. She heard, she heard him say it. Because horror movie. Exactly. <laughs> and then also So he's like, fuck it. I'm yeah. just going to pour... Well, it's no, not gas. You get a, kind of a cheap uh, jump scare because he tries to axe the door down a little bit. Oh, yeah. And then you see one of the dead corpses like when he's looking through the hole, popping through it. That one was a little unnecessary. Yeah. It was a little like, oh, ha-ha. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 oh, scary person. Yeah. And then Tommy goes, fuck this. Or no, it was Austin says it. Yeah. And he's they like, put fuck the chemicals this. on there. And they light Jane Doe on fire. It's a pretty cool scene, though. You it can is. tell it's a little CGI-ish, some of the flames up top. Uh-huh. Well, of course, I mean, you're in an enclosed area. It makes more the sense. The shot of the flames rising to the ceiling for some reason, briefly, yeah. I was like, the thing. Oh, I didn't think about that. Kind of. Yeah. yeah, it kind of does. Like in that uh, uh, sterile environment mm-hmm. with the flames. And I was like, the thing, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. But the flames dissipate and... Jane Doe is yet untouched. She's still a perfect specimen. They're like, we got to get the fuck out of here again. Again. So they try to go to the elevator. Doesn't go so well. That's right. Yeah, you, the elevator doesn't work, nope. of course. And there's a... And we hear Mr. Jangles. Mr. Jangles coming after him. Coming down that hallway. Mm-hmm. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. And it's the guy that blew his face off with a shotgun. Which was pretty fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you get a brief glimpse of that. Which I was kind of wondering if you ever would, because I kind of made a big deal about it at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. They finally get in the elevator. Yeah. It's very tension scene, very tension, high-fueled scene. Tommy grabs, they had they brought the axe with them just in case. Tommy stabs this dead body with the axe. It gets axed. He yeah. gets an axe to the neck or whatever. Wouldn't you know it, it's not Mr. Jangles, it's Emma. Yeah. I didn't like this part. Mm-hmm. Again, it felt unnecessary. It was a little too, like, we're fucking with oh, you. This is so tragic. <laughs> oh, let me tug on your heartstrings. It was like, well, that's kind of necessary. Hmm. Because wouldn't she have to take the elevator to get down there? Well, we find out. But the elevator doesn't work. Mm, we find out a little bit something after that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. What did we find out, Jason? Well, the rain was never happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, either way. Yeah. It turns out it's Emma. It's Emma, yeah. Emma has been killed by... Tommy. Tommy. And it's like, oh no, and Austin's crying. Yeah. It's like, okay. And, and Neil Hurst has really put up his acting chops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're stuck in the elevator. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about what they what's their next move. And they decide that at this point they like we're fucked. We can't get out of this. She's made yeah. sure to this. We've got to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they decide to pick up the autopsy again. Yeah. They're like, Yeah, we have to keep digging deeper so we can find out how she died. Yeah, so they cut open Jane Doe's skull, 
Yeah. And they take out a slice of brain tissue. They put it under the microscope, and Austin realizes, hey, she's not dead. She's still alive. The cells are still moving. That's when they decide that she's a witch. And everything that's been happening to her, her revenge, that she was burned at the stake at Salem, basically. Uh-huh. And everything that's happening to her, she wants to get her revenge out on them for all the pain that they've caused her. Right. So Brian Cox figures this out, mm-hmm. and he's like, he wants to make sure. Basically, he's fine with her killing him. Uh-huh. He just wants to make sure that his son gets out of yeah, it. Yeah, so he asked Jane Doe, like, hey, do what you want to me. Just let Austin go, basically. And yep. that's when Brian Cox, he starts to experience everything that Jane Doe experienced. Like his, his wrist break. Yeah, his wrist and ankles break. I'm assuming his lungs are burning up, and he's just... He's dying, basically. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Austin's seeing all this, and he's freaking out. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he collapses on the floor. He's basically begging Austin to kill him. Stabs his dad in the chest, kills him. Kills him dead. So, uh, then Austin, you just get the little cool effect where her, she was also, like, the blood was going back inside of her. Right, her right. scars were kind of going away. Uh-huh. And uh, Brian Cox blows a lot of smoke out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a pretty cool effect. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I did like that. So Austin decides that he has to get the fuck out of there. Yes. Now, doesn't he hear the... There's a crew... Yeah, the sheriff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so the sheriff is cutting down this tree that's been covering the cellar door, mm-hmm. and they're saying, all right, son, come up here, like, push these doors open. And he's like, he can't, he can't. Yeah, so he keeps trying to push the door open, and... The, the guy outside that's trying to open the door keeps saying, like, open up the door, open up the door. But then he starts singing that fucking song again. Like, <laughs> open up your... You know that's oh. a jammer. You, you've been playing that in your car the entire Yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> so at that point, it's like, oh, shit. Now Austin steps back from the door. A little jump scare here. Mm-hmm. His dad is standing right beside him. Austin falls over the staircase lands on the ground, busts his head open, yeah. and he dies. Everybody in the house? Everybody's dead. Everybody fucking dies. Everybody dies. I love a good everybody fucking dies. Andy. They don't do them enough. Yeah. They should really bring them... But everybody's... Especially I feel like if anything, if anything other than this ending happened, yeah. I would have been like, meh. Like yeah. if Emma had showed up and broke him out and... Oh, you got here just in time. That corpse oh. was trying to kill us. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'd be like, uh, okay. They don't do them because Hollywood's so scared of downer endings, you know? Yeah. The actual cops show up mm-hmm. the next day. Yep. And we find that there wasn't a storm There was at all. never a storm. Huh. There was, that tree never fell over. That's right. So it was all, because even the radio says, the uh, fourth straight day of sunshine. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so... The sheriff's like looking at all the other people, and he's like, "Whatever it looks like happened, because obviously it looks like the son killed his dad, which is not." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever this, I've known this family for twenty years. Whatever this looks like, it can't be. Uh-huh. So he says, "Send their bodies or the corners to the corner," and I think Ruxton was where he said something like that. And then he said, "Send her body out, get this body out of the county." Yeah. Now they load up Jane Doe, like a police van. Yeah, they they load up Jane Doe in the van. And this guy's driving off. It kind of goes down towards Jane Doe's feet. It starts playing the song on the radio. Yeah, that's right. And she wiggles her toe. Yep. And you hear the bell. Yeah. And in the movie. That's the end of the movie. What did you think is, I hated this last shot. Just the the, the toe wiggling? Because 
the entire time she's not been doing anything. Well, see, I didn't yeah. know maybe she was taking their energy from them. I was the know. only thing I could think it of. It just felt stupid. Maybe she's getting stronger. I guess. You know, it's like you can't just flip the script at the last little shot. Like what? <laughs> and you hear the bell in the background. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, just. Well, she's coming for you. <clears throat> they could have cut that movie two seconds earlier than really? they did, and I would have been like, perfect. Perfect. Good. No need for the little toe wiggle and bell. How do you think she got into the the house to start with at the beginning of the movie? I was wondering that. I felt like one of my gripes with this movie, they could have explained that a little better somehow. Yeah. Um, now, would you like to see a prequel or a sequel of her at a hospital or no, a prequel of her at the, no the house? No sort of prequel or yeah. anything like that for this movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming you could say that she had been there for over 300 years and a house was built around her Yeah. and this murder scene happened and they happened to dig her up. Would you give this movie on a 10-point scale? I give it a 7. 7.5. Yeah. Originally, I said 8. Uh-huh. But, yeah. I mean, it's an effective little movie. It is. It's. It doesn't... Very contained. It does, yeah, it doesn't break the mold in any way, but it's it's shot well. It's good acting. Oh, yeah. Some decent scares. It's not too long, not too short. It's just, just the right amount of little... If you want a good, creepy movie yeah. on a rainy night, it's yeah. perfect. It really is. So I originally gave it an 8, but now I'm feeling more of a 7. 7. I'll say 7.5. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of production notes I got for this one. I know the director, uh, he's Norwegian. He did Troll Hunter before this one, which I've never That's seen. That's right, in 2010. Troll Hunter's fucking awesome. I've heard it's really good. I've yeah. never seen it, though. And he's also doing Scary Stories of Telling the Dark. He's directing that. That's right. It looks like a PG-13 jump scare horror movie. Well, it's Maybe it's Guillermo del Toro co-wrote it, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And Did anybody actually read those books? To read, read the stories. Oh, the art was really awesome. Yeah, I think the artwork was like the biggest thing. Yeah. So they're like, oh, this is the story of the lady without the toe. Yeah. Is anybody like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But hey, maybe it'll be good. I, mean, I hope it's good. And isn't he directing, uh, it's a Stephen King book, The Long Walk? I saw that, and that's a really good. That's one of his uh, kind of overlooked books. Yeah, it's uh, it was written under Stephen King's pseudonym. Well, he actually wrote it. Richard it was Bachman. the first novel he ever wrote when he was in college, mm-hmm. and so he just had the manuscript. And when he decided that he was Richard Bachman, he just kind of put that out there. Okay, uh, so probably, supposedly the same director from Jane Doe is gonna direct that. Yes, which I mean, cool. I hope it's a really good story. You know, I hope it's, I hope it's good. Mm-hmm. While we're talking about Stephen King, have you seen? Gerald's Game. I have seen it. What do you think? I love it. Other than the ending, it's really good. The epilogue. Uh, yeah, they could have done without that. The courthouse part. I was like, okay, this is serious. This is dumb. Yeah, the rest I, of the I, movie I guess is really right. good. I guess you're right. And yeah. it's Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan's, he did, you know, Hush is really good. On, um, have you watched that on Netflix? No. Watch no. it. It's really good. Gerald's Game could have used a everybody fucking dies ending. <laughs> You know, instead of like the whole epilogue, like happy ending. The mandate yeah. of Moonlight. Yeah, yeah. That was like, but the rest of the movie, I agree, was, was really good. I thought that guy was really creepy, though. Yeah. Yeah. He was on Twin Peaks. Have you watched Twin Peaks? No, I haven't. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. Season Anyways, one, he was back really to Jane good. Doe. 
So, yeah, this is a solid little movie. It is. I enjoy it. All right, Jason. Well, I think that about covers the autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah. If uh, you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It's worth a watch. Oh, absolutely. If you listen to this entire podcast without watching this movie, kudos to you. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. No. <laughs> we recommend when listening to this podcast, you watch the movie first. That's right. And speaking of, actually, all the movies we're doing this month are on Netflix. Next what? week is The Witch. Yeah. Okay, this is breaking news. Breaking news. We have our picks locked in for Alyssa. We are doing... Terrifier mm-hmm. and get ready. Oh, scream! Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> There's like... a lot to. Yeah, yeah. The notes on that are gonna be fucking crazy. Yeah, so be. much behind the scenes yeah. and like cultural stuff and. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun one to, to read. But it'll be fun though. It will. Yeah, I like scream. I do too. It was a movie that got me into horror movies. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I mean, it came out and I was like ten. I saw Scream Two in theaters. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Did you see? I know what you did last summer in theaters too. I know. I saw. I still know what you did last summer. Oh gosh. Oof. Oof. <laughs> what about? What was that last one? I always know what you did last summer. Oh god, that was the thing. Right? I've never seen that one. I'll always know. <laughs> no one will go watch it. Okay. I kind of want to watch it too. I'm sure, it's great. <laughs> I'm gonna come home like em. Can we watch uh, I Always Know What We Do Last Summer? No. So, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. There it is. We both give it a 7.5. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, check it out. But I think we're going to wrap it up right there. Yeah. And we'll meet you back here next week for The the Witch. No, The Witch. The Witch. Yes. I don't know why I did that. The, the the double V's. Is that some sort of witch? I know name? why. Oh, why is that? I'll tell you next week. Oh, hey. That's how we keep you coming back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> keep you on the hook. All right. All right. Well, I'm Jason. And I'm Phil. And this has been the Spook House Podcast. Mommy See you next week. told me something a little girl should know. It's all about the devil, and I've learned to hate him so. She said he causes trouble when you let him in the room. He will never, ever leave you if your heart is filled with gloom. So let the sun shine in, face it with a grin. Smilers never lose, and frowners never win. So let the sun shine in, face it with a grin. Open up your heart and let the sun shine in. When you are unhappy, the devil wears a grin. But oh, he starts to runnin' when the light comes pourin' in. I know he'll be unhappy, cause I'll never wear a frown. Maybe if we keep on smiling, he'll get tired of hanging round. So let the sun shine in, face it with a grin. Smilers never lose, and frowners never win. So let the sun shine in, face it with a grin. 